Hey, welcome again to another episode of Go West Young Man. I am your co-host Ricardo along with Jesse and today we're coming into a different passage in Matthew and it is not by accident that it's smack right into the middle of healings, casting out demons and rebuking the storm. We have two different scenarios, a scribe and, and also a disciple, not one of the twelve, but both of them wanted to follow Christ and both of them had different reasons why they didn't choose to. But hey, Jesse, tell us about it. Well, thank you, Ricardo. Um, I'm so glad to be here with you and to be with all of our listeners around the world. Thank you for tuning in and thank you uh, for supporting us in your prayers. Um, Ricardo's absolutely right. We're talking about a different kind of passage, which God, with purpose, stuck in the middle of all the works that he was doing. He wanted us to understand that Following him, yes, we will receive the blessings of healing and deliverance, but there also is a cost involved, and we have to count that cost. That's right. So we're going to look at today's passage, Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 22. The scripture reads, And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Wow, that's the... That's a strong statement, isn't it? Kind of heavy right there, Jesse. Uh, I guess there is a misconception of losing your identity or when you give your life to Christ and you make that decision, cross that bridge or whatever you want to call it, uh, that some, someone different is going to come out, come out of that. That somewhat, somehow, people might see you differently. Uh, your own family might see you differently. And in a way, you mentioned something about the cost of discipleship, and, and that's what it is. You know, what's going to happen, you know, uh, for many people when they decided to follow Christ, but sometimes we tend to forget, Jesse, what is in the other side of that decision? Jesus, and what is gonna happen to our lives? And, and but we put the the lost portion of it before really understanding what is to gain from following Christ, from choosing Jesus as our Savior. Well, within this passage, we see two types of people coming to Jesus. As Ricardo already said, they're not ones of the 12 disciples, but we call them disciples because they want to follow Jesus. They're learning from Jesus. They're his Pupils. And both of these two types of men that come also represents two types of people that want to follow Jesus today. That's right. The first man that came was called a scribe. Now, a scribe was a particular uh, religious person in those days, usually belonging to the, uh, Jude, the Hebrew sect, the Sadducees. And the Sadducees only believed in the first five books 
of the Bible. That is the law. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Ha, I'm kidding. No. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Now, it's interesting. In those passages, there's no talks of the prophets. Uh, there's no concept of resurrection of the dead. So they only believed in the nasty now and now. What you see, hear, feel right now is all you get. There is no afterlife. And so for them, it's very important that you live well right now. A lot of people have this kind of uh, conception today. They think, man, we've got to make it happen right now. This is our best life right now. And so he comes to Jesus expecting him to be the man of the hour, maybe be the new king over Israel and take back the land from the Roman Empire. And so, of course, he wants to be on Jesus' good side. But, but Jesus responds to him when he says, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus says, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, this isn't just an analogy. The fact is, Jesus, the Son of Man, when he was in Jerusalem with his disciples, they would camp out at the Mount of Olives. They didn't stay in nice homes. Even when they were in their main base of operations, Jesus would stay at uh, Peter's mother-in-law's home. But right. they were always itinerant um, preaching. Oftentimes they were out in the wilderness. So I'm sure that they oftentimes camped out there or just stayed wherever they could. So life was not easy. Doing the work of the ministry is not easy. And Jesus here is saying, being my disciple is not easy. But if you want to be as I am, you have to follow me and take the good and the bad together. You know, that's great. You know, you mentioned it, Matthew 8.20, in which it says the Son of God has not a place to lay his, his head. Well, the fact is that, well, he personally didn't need that. What I'm looking at here, Jesse, is that he was laying down the groundwork of what was coming for us, for our lives, for for any, any, any person that, that comes to Christ now as you hear this message or later on. There is that groundwork to be, that is being laid over here. Think about this for a moment. Christ says, look at the birds in the air and the flowers in the field, and he takes care of it. Don't you think that we are far more worth it than them? And he makes sure of that. So the scribe here is trying to figure out if I follow Christ, am I going to continue to get, you know, the same status that I have? And on the other side, the so-called so disciple is saying, well, let me take care of family first because it's important. Which brings us to the second man that comes to Jesus. He came to Jesus and said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Now, I didn't come from the religious or educated elite like the scribe. But in my life, certainly, we've had a strong sense of family and um, order. So I would like to think that I um, have real filial respect and honor to my parents. That's and right. I want to do what is right by them. Certainly, uh, the commandment says, honor your father and your mother. And it's the one commandment of the Ten Commandments that has a blessing attached to it to it, that your days may be long 
upon the land. So elsewhere in the scriptures, it says that even the pagans take care of their families. It's a responsibility. It's important to take care of our family members, especially our parents. And yet Jesus is saying that he has to have first place in our life. He has to have primacy. He has to be our all in all. And even though the scripture lays out we're to take care of our loved ones and we're to take care of our neighbors as well, Jesus has to be our all in all. We can't be man pleasers. We have to be God pleasers. So when Jesus tells us to move, we move. When he tells us to stay, we stay. He has to be our all in all. Our whole heart has to be given to him and he gives us his spirit in return. But listen to Jesus' response to this man who was well-meaning. Jesus says, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Wow, those are seemingly very harsh words, but really they're words of life because Jesus wants us to have full life in him and the only way is to be in him to live and move in him, to follow him. Amen. Now, we don't know if this man's father had already passed away, if he was nearing death, or maybe he was just elderly and only had a number of years left to live. I kind of think that it was probably the last scenario because in Asia there's such a sense, especially for the eldest son, to stay at home and take care of his parents until they come to the place where they passed on and then take care of the other family responsibilities after that just really to lead the family and again Jesus is not saying don't do that in fact he's for that but when that becomes the prime purpose in your life instead of following Jesus instead of loving Jesus instead of growing in Jesus then you're no longer living in Jesus you no longer have life And Jesus, Jesus says, let the dead, those without me, those who are not in me and following me, let them bury themselves. You come and follow me. In the same way, he also beckons us today. Don't let all of these important things, all of these things weigh you down, the cares of this life. Rather, right now, you follow me. Wow. You know, uh, friends, you might be at that point in your life at this very moment in which Jesus is telling you follow me and you might be asking yourself what's gonna happen if I do so let me tell you when Christ comes into your heart it's going to transform it the thought that might come to your mind about what comes next as soon as you accept Christ as your Savior those fears vanish away the love of Christ will come into your life like a rushing and mighty river and suddenly you will realize friend what have you just what you just had received the salvation that came from that come to you Romans 8 uh, 14 says you know and I'm going to paraphrase here for all who are allowing themselves for all who are following Christ and you are led by the Spirit of God, you are called a son or daughter of God. Think about that for a second. 
now you have become a child of mighty king. So, any fear that you might have, any fear that is holding you back or bounding you to make that step to follow Christ, put it to the side. Because he is about to give you the freedom that you were looking for. And Jesse, why don't you lead us uh, in a prayer right now? I would love to. For those of you that have never made the decision to forsake all, all the cares of this world, whatever it is, even maybe family, mm -hmm. and follow Jesus. For those of you that are ready today, I pray that you pray with me. And then for those of you that have been following Jesus, but you need to be encouraged, you need a fresh touch from God, pray with me right now. Yes. Blessed Lord Jesus, we love you so much. We love you with the love that only you can birth in our hearts. And today we say we do want to follow you. We want to, rec with reckless abandon, throw away all these other cares and worries that we have and follow you. We want you to have first place in our lives, to be captain of our ship, to lead us and guide us where we should go. And Lord Jesus, right now, we know that we can't do it in our own strength, but we're saying we believe that you can do it in and through us. So we give ourselves to you afresh right now, Lord Jesus. Cleanse us, make us whole, forgive us of our sins, Lord God. Help us to be able to start new right now and give us your spirit to lead us and guide us in what we should do. We give you all praise and glory. We love you now. Uh, yes, Lord. Thank you. And friends, we'll leave you with this verse. Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened by anything, and I will give you rest. Rest. 